Welcome to this talk from Hersham Baptist Church. My name is Phil, I'm the pastor of the church here. It's great to have you with us. If this is your first time with us, then why not hit like and subscribe below, or email me on the uh, link next to me on the screen, or in the show notes below. We'd love to get in contact with you, to be able to support you on your journey with Jesus. We have a range of life groups and meetings set up through the week on Zoom. We're also meeting in person on Sunday mornings. That's at Sunday mornings, 10.30 in Hersham. We've got a full children's program running. We've got uh, worship services that you can come along to once or regularly. Uh, They're COVID secure. There's no need to be afraid of anything in the building. And we'd love to have a chance to get together with you, to love you and embrace you in our hearts, if not with our bodies, and to encourage you and support your walk. And indeed, to be encouraged by you. We'd love to see you so that you can fill our hearts with joy. And you can fill our hearts with hope, even as we find hope in the scriptures. So that's 10.30 on Sunday mornings in Arch Road in Hersham. We're going to hear a talk from the Bible now. Uh, Andrew Smith, who's uh, one of our congregation and supports me as uh, one of the elder members of the church, is going to share with us the next of God's ten rules for life. And it's this. To live well, we must not steal. To live well, we must not steal. To live well, we must not steal. So with that, over to Andrew. Good morning. I'm Andrew, and I'm your preacher this morning, and it's good to be here today. My subject this morning is based on one of the Ten Commandments, and that is, you shall not steal. But I'm going to start by reading from uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse one through to 17. I'll just be reading some of the verses, not all the verses. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself any idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Amen. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we just thank you for this opportunity of being here today. And we pray that as we look at this extraordinary passage of Scripture that you would help us to understand it more clearly, particularly if we've read it many times before. Lord, just speak to us again by your Holy Spirit that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know that no one is able to keep that all the Ten Commandments in his own strength all the time because they outline God's perfect standard for living. In the Old Testament, the Israelites found it impossible, so God introduced the sacrificial system. And the 
there were all kinds of sacrifices from small to large, from doves to oxen, covering a multitude of sins from minor to major sins. But in addition to that, he also had the Day of Atonement. Once a year, there was the Day of Atonement when the high priest went into the temple of the Lord, into the Holy of Holies, and he would make a sacrifice for all the sins of all the people um, at once with just one beast that was sacrificed. And then he would take the blood from that beast and he would sprinkle it on a goat and shoo that goat into the uh, into the bushes. And it was known as the escape goat, from which we get our term in, in the English language, scapegoat, which means the one who takes the blame. So how then do the Ten Commandments apply to us today? They're in the Old Testament. If we belong to Jesus, we're in the New Testament, many people will say. And, and particularly the commandment, you shall not steal. How does it apply to us today? I'm not sure how many people, uh, how many of you here this morning have been robbed. But let me give you just a couple of examples of what happened to us. As you probably recognize from my accent, I spent many years in South Africa. And at one point I was living in, in Johannesburg in, in a house just for a very short time. And while we were there, I experienced two thefts or two robbings or stealings, whatever you like to call them. First, we were burgled in our own house. We were just out for a period of time during the day and people came in and broke into our house and they stole clothing and they stole electric goods and all that kind of thing. And uh, But the clothing was possibly, the, looking back, the funny one because uh, I had bought a nice new pair of shoes and I put them on my shoe rack inside my cupboard and uh, when I came back and found that there was many things taken, my, my new shoes had gone. But the, the burglar had put his old pair of tatty shoes in its place. So one could say he had a bit of a sense of humor. But secondly, the second thing that happened to me while I was living in that particular house was I uh, was walking out uh, before preaching on a Sunday morning, uh, early on Sunday morning, just walking around the neighborhood praying a little bit, when I suddenly came across some people stealing a very expensive car outside the tennis courts. And um, as they were doing it and jumping in, the, the owners ran out after them. And to my horror, as they were driving down the road to get away, they were leaning out the, the window and shooting in my direction. I was so surprised I didn't duck, I didn't do anything. But I realized that robbery often involves violence. Not always, but often involves violence. On one occasion, a lawyer asked the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 10, verse 25, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In reply, Jesus asked the man in verse 26, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And the man replied in verse 27, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now that's a wonderful summing up of, of the Ten Commandments found in, in, in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And Jesus answered him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. Luke 10:28. But then the lawyer asked the same question that many of us would answer. He said, but who is my neighbor? Does, in other words, does this really apply to me or how can I make it work? Who, who is my neighbor? I don't know who my neighbor is. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied by telling him that this amazing parable of the Good Samaritan. The, the Samaritans were the Israelites' least favorite people, if I can put it that way. If an Israelite had to get to the other side of, of Samaria, 
um, uh, he would usually go right round. He didn't like going through Samaria because he didn't like Samaritans. But Jesus deliberately chose the Samaritan to show his listeners that there are good and bad people in all nationalities. So let's look at the parable. A man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers and they stripped him of his clothes, they beat him up because it says he was left half dead and and, uh, he was just left at the side of the road, obviously feeling absolutely terrible and, and in a bad way. Shortly, a priest came past. But he didn't help the man. He looked, took one look at him, moved to the other side of the road and walked away as quick as he could go. And then another religious worker, a Levite, came past and did the same thing. But then a Samaritan saw the man in desperate need and in verse 34 and 35 described what he did after he saw the man. It says that he, he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. What an extraordinary act of compassion. Not only did he put to shame the two religious men who avoided the person who was injured and at the side of the road and walked on the other side, but he also put to shame the violent robbers that had put him in that place in the first place. So, so when we break God's law, we, we end up sinning in many ways, don't we? We don't just break one law, we end up breaking many laws. And sometimes those who act in the right way are those who we would least expect to do so. just have another illustration here for you. In my, my last church in South Africa, which was in central, the Central Baptist Church in Durban, uh, uh, we were about four blocks from the, the, the beach, and, but it was the commercial area, very, very busy area, and uh, unfortunately there was a lot of street crime that went on in that place, and um, uh, we had one particular individual who used to come to our church, one gentleman used to come to our church, and he had been mugged nine times. And, uh, but on one occasion an elderly man who actually came from Liverpool uh, was mugged in the street on the way to church and someone hit him over the head with an iron bar and he was left on the side of the road like the like the man in the Good Samaritan parable and blood coming out of his head and on the ground and people were avoiding him just like they did in the Bible and walking by on the other side of the road and or the other side of the pavement in this incident and uh, but then extraordinarily a prostitute came along and she saw this man there and took compassion upon him she took him, she, she took him to have medical care. She then took him back to his house and she used to visit him every day. And the man was moved by this person that he just wouldn't expect have helped him in the way that she did. But not all theft involves physical violence. Some theft today involves emotional violence. Many people end up feeling very traumatized. People steal money from their bank account via the internet or There are all kinds of online scams and telephone scams and so on. And people take advantage of those who are less able to care for themselves and exploit them for their own monetary gain. People steal ideas. But this is stealing and contrary to God's law when he says, do not steal. But when I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died in our place on the cross of Calvary, he forgives me and saves me and I'm born again spiritually. 
And I, I love the Lord my God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my strength and with all my mind and I love my neighbor as myself because God's Holy Spirit indwells me and changes the way I live. Paul speaking to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 24 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to, to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And if I live with those characteristics controlling my life, I can't possibly steal from others. Uh, I, I will be the one who helps others rather than steals from them. I will live so that others may also come to know Jesus Christ as Saviour, like I know Jesus Christ as Saviour. I want their, their lives to be changed. I want them to know the blessing of hope for the future and so on. And, and sometimes it will cost me a great deal to do that, as it has many people who've given their lives for serving the Lord as missionaries and ministers and, and all kinds of other uh, charitable organisations which are run by, by Christians. And, and sometimes it will cost me, as I said a moment ago, a great deal. It'll cost me a great deal of, uh, not money, but, but just my time, my life. But God is no man's debtor. You see, we need to ask ourselves a question. What is the opposite of stealing from others? And I guess the answer could be giving to others. When you steal from, from others, you take the things that they want and don't want you to take away. But when you give to others, you give them the things that they need. And, and our Lord Jesus himself encouraged, encouraged us to do just that in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, where he said, Give and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. That's an extraordinary verse, isn't it? I want to just read it again. He says, Give and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. The more you give, the more the Lord will give you to give. And I've certainly experienced that in my life. And I know, having grown up in a missionary family, that, that uh, my, my parents experienced that. They gave up everything to go to Africa. But lo the Lord never left them penniless. He never left them in a position where they could not continue to give of themselves so that others might be, might be blessed. And uh, so... Uh, we, we realize when somebody does something wrong against us, like stealing from, from, from us, that that's not a blessing, that's a cursing. It's the opposite to a blessing, which is a cursing. And so God says, you shall not steal, but you shall give. And we have to say to that, amen, amen. I want to just pray now for you folk that have been listening to this particular sermon this morning and just pray that you would understand what it means to do what um, the, the law says and also to do what the Lord says in the New Testament as he um, shares his life with us. Let's just pray together. Father, we just come to you th this morning and we thank you for this extraordinary passage of scripture. And we thank you, Lord, that, that it's not a negative thing, the, the commandments. It's not just that I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't be doing that. But also, Lord, you tell us that we should do things. You should tell us how we should relate to others so that they will be blessed as well. So we come, I come today, Lord, and I just ask that all those that have been listening to this word this morning will know the truth 
perhaps for the first time, and as they know it for the first time, it will truly set them free and they will become, become children of God. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks to Andrew for sharing God's word with us. Powerful words there, reminding us that to live well, we must not steal. We've got communion coming up, so please do stay with us on this playlist, and we'd love to share communion with you. You've got time now if you want to go and grab some wine and some bread, and then be led by us in taking communion.